Hi everyone, so tonight we're interviewing Troy, my friend who I know from volleyball a long time ago. And we're sitting around the table waiting for dinner to cook and um, yeah, so let's just get started on this interview. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Dixon. And, and we, we are, are two dads and, and a yarn. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I went online and just and, and oh. just kind of found a heap of questions. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. I've read through these prepared. <laughs> well, I've, yeah, this is probably the most prepared I've ever been. You're revealing all your questions. Huh? You're supposed to ask the questions. Well, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> so, I was going to say, like... I'll, okay. ask, I'll ask questions. So some of them, are, some of them are kind of generalised questions and then other ones were kind of, I don't know... <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Public speaking isn't my thing. Uh, no. Yeah. So, um, being a parent for how long? Uh, how long? Twenty-one years. Yeah. Would be yes, my parenting experience. And how did it come about? Birds and the bees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, natural. So uh, my history is uh, was married seven years. Um, in a heterosexual relationship um, and uh, yeah at 26 I had my first child and, and that's that, quite young it is these days <laughs> yeah, isn't it? people but, are getting yeah. married uh, a lot later now so yeah that yeah. was that was quite a good age good age to have kids I think yeah. really good age to have kids <clears throat> so 26 that was always my goal I always wanted to have kids so she's now 21 mm. uh, and also have a 18 year old so, uh, also a girl. Lovely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. What is the hardest thing about raising kids, Troy? Uh, I you, guess... don't, you don't have to put it down to one thing. <laughs> yeah, nah. Um, look, there's no textbook out there to raise kids, I guess. Um, I am very relaxed, I guess, in my nature. Um is probably a good thing and I think that helps to be a parent is to be a little bit relaxed and not too OCD with things because you'd soon you know, lose the plot uh, with children because they're obviously not the most tidiest little creatures in the world. Mm. I think it's the emotional connection probably uh, with kids. You look on the outside of, of parents and I guess looking at kids and how kids are growing up and you would probably think, well, that's not the right thing to do, or that is, I would do that differently, um, but I don't, it's, you probably can't explain that until you're actually a parent yeah. yourself. Mm, right. Everybody's situation is a little bit different. Every child is an individual, every parent's an individual, yeah. uh, and they're very different <coughs> in the way they do it. So, um, I, probably one of my struggles, if I'm to look back, is... I was probably a little bit too relaxed with my kids in a way. Certainly hasn't done them any harm. Um, but, yeah, probably maybe a little bit more discipline wouldn't have gone astray. But at the same time, it depends on the age group as well. I think you need yeah. to give kids a little bit of rope to yeah. make mistakes as well. Yeah. Otherwise, they won't learn. So kids don't learn from being told what to do um, mm. kids learn from their own mistakes if they want to have real learning 
is things, but are you up to the stage where you're transitioning from the complete parent-child relationship to starting to get into that more adult one? As a teacher, we see sometimes, you know, the, in those teenage years, some parents are really good at starting to transition from being very clearly a parent to, you know, both adults. Yeah. And then some always maintain that, you will always listen to me because I'm the parent. Yeah, look, I think you, you'd always have that connection. Um, and respect, uh, I think as a parent, you always want the respect from your child. So maybe, uh, you know, if Dixon was to, you know, give me shit about something, you know, I, it would probably roll off my shoulders a bit. Whereas if my child was to give me that same attitude or shit, then I would probably react a little bit differently. So mm. it doesn't matter about the age group type thing. I think there should always be that respect. So there's always that connection with a child, which is a bit yeah. different to anybody else. What was it like at their childbirth in, in the first six weeks after? Had an interesting childbirth. So uh, Michaela um, was born at Flinders Hospital. Uh, so we had a very long pregnancy, uh, very long labour for Michaela. I think it was 24 hours or something from contractions to birth. Uh, I got stuck in the lift at Flinders at one point thinking I was going to miss it. The lady in the lift with me was concerned about um, being parked in a two-hour car park, and I'm like, well, my wife's having a child, so yeah. <laughs> I dropped you. <laughs> it was a little bit traumatic because, unfortunately, uh, Dana, who was the mother of my children, um, had an epidural puncture. So that's, uh, yeah, something you don't want as, as a mother or anybody uh, because she was couldn't care for Michaela in the first, you know, quite a few weeks mm. because of the epidural puncture, it uh, renders you like with, with very bad headaches and movement, uh, you know, mobility issues and things like that. So, you know, breastfeeding and all that sort of stuff was, was very tough. Um, so I was an instant dad um, doing, you know, all the, the bathing and mm. you know, the nappy changes and all that sort of stuff while Dana was recovering from the epidural puncture. So, yeah, I guess everyone's got a story, but, yeah, that was more so hard for Dana um, because, you know, it, it probably put a bit of a tarnish on, on the joy of childbirth because she, she was quite unwell um, mm. straight afterwards through the, the epidural puncture, well, which is unfortunate. Did you get any additional time off or is this, because this is, what, 2000, so this is still two weeks paternal leave? Is that it? Or oh, did I don't, you get no, some no, no paternal No, there was no paid leave for yeah. males back mm. then. Yeah, no, no, nothing. Um, oh, actually, you might need to check that. Well, I certainly didn't take any check because more. maybe, maybe it was if maybe it was one or the other. Then I think maybe I think I had annual leave. I just took holidays over yeah. that time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, can't remember exactly, but I may have had to take them maybe a couple more weeks. Just because of the uh, yeah, Dana not being well for the for the childbirth, mm. um, and we moved for work. I worked for Woolworths and had the opportunity to move there, which was great. And yeah, Gemma was born in the Alice Springs Hospital, and unfortunately she had her umbilical cord wrapped around her neck. Uh, so when she, I was ready to cut the umbilical cord as you do mm. with a dad. Um, but yeah, I soon got hip and shouldered out the way very quickly by a doctor 
and yeah, they had to so they had to do a little bit of resus, and it was all pretty full on there for a, a very short period of time. So yeah, that was a bit traumatic in the first instances as well. So, um, but yeah, she is fighting fit to this day. So <laughs> she's absolutely fine. So, but yeah, it was beautiful experience, like to be able to be there. Oh, great! Although scary. Was it less scary for the second for Gemma than it was for Michaela? I mean, because you weren't trapped in an elevator for one thing. Yeah. But um, trapped in Alice Springs instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I think you, yeah, you, you know what to expect a bit more. As soon as the contractions start, though, is there kind of like this heightened, you know? Uh, yes and no. I think the first time... Because you're, you know, the contractions start, so you think, oh shit, we're gonna get to the hospital right now because we're having a baby. And whereas it was a twenty-four hour event, so you know, we could have stayed at home for a full day almost before we actually went to the hospital. But Gemma and the whole twenty-four hour experience, having uh, the second child, we were probably a lot more relaxed about that and stayed home, you know, within hours yeah. of, of the actual birth. A bit more relaxed, I think. Um, just through having a child beforehand, yeah. yeah. Experience, having a bit of experience, I'd be about. Tends to be, from what I've seen, the same even just in parenting. Like With my eldest sister, I remember my parents saying that when they were leaving the hospital, they stopped a bit because it was an hour drive back to the farm. And so it was, uh, they stopped about 37 times to check that she was still breathing. Oh. And then by the time my youngest brother was born, He's one of five. He's the last of five. <laughs> just put him in the car and just drove home. Here we are. Yeah, all good. Speaking of kids. Yeah. So what's the update? What's where are you at with it all? Well, we've um we don't have a surrogate or any eggs yet, but yeah, we, we, we have, have potential egg eggs. We've got an egg donor. Yeah. And who is that? A person we've met through the surrogacy community okay. either in Victoria. So yeah. So, okay, so she's, so she's going to donate eggs. She's just going to yep. donate the eggs. So she's and then she'll have her own kid with donation sperm. And then after that, she'll carry it carry right. for someone Is else. Is she a same-sex couple? Yeah, she's or, a same-sex okay. couple. Okay. Do you have much, um, do you know much about surrogacy itself? Not really, no. The only thing we looked into... It was almost like a... Seminar. Seminar, yeah. yeah. Which was, seminar. was it the... Queensland one? American. Yeah, growing families. Or it was American. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Very... It seemed very commercialised. Yeah. It is over there. Yeah. But yeah, I... Yeah, I'm just... I'm 50 next year, so... Um, yeah, I'm done. And, yeah, <laughs> and, and look, that was... And that was fine. All right, so their personality. So your, so your kids' personalities, do you see them... Like, you see their personality develop over time? Or, like, as soon as they come out, do, you, do they have a personality? Uh, my experience is their personalities were pretty evident within the first few months of being born. Uh, especially looking back on it. Uh, so, my children are very different um, for, for two kids, uh, which is interesting because believe they've both been brought up exactly the same way but they they're both very very extremely different personalities uh so michaela um is sort of more like me she's 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 quite uh 
a bit more outwardly relaxed um, with life, a, more, a bit more easygoing, um, whereas Gemma is more... More like her mother? <laughs> more, yes, definitely more like her mother. Um, she knows what she wants and she will do anything to get that. Assertive. Um, assertive. Actually, assertive yes, actually, that's a good word. Assertive. Um, you know, if there was a fork on the table and she wanted it, she would scream down the house until she got that. She's a leader. Um, she, she is very independent, um, happy to do things her own way. And they and those, those personalities resonate to this day and time. Yeah. So. Hobbies and interests, like as they grew up, you know, start to, you know, Extracurricular activities outside of school, how did you supporting their interests and you know driving them, you know, Sports and towards some, some interests yeah. that may not be good for them, kind of steering them away from some things? You try to force them into football. <laughs> now, yeah. Yeah. get the gay out of them. Oh, wait, no, wrong, wrong gender. <laughs> oh, not necessarily. There's lots of ladies, women's yeah. football now. Um, hobbies for the kids. Um, you know, Dana and myself, um, Dana is, was quite sporty, loved her um, netball and things like that. Well, neither of us um, um, have any special talents as far as uh, you know, musical or singing or anything like that that any of us could pursue. Um, we enjoy very much outdoors, like, so probably um, we're, we're type that very much a camping outdoors type family um so to the point the girls love that you know the other weekend for father's day uh, we went out camping and the girls came out oh. with us and we had a lovely time nice so nice. um do they like I, roughing it or is it more of a glamping experience no roughing oh yeah, excellent absolutely roughing my version of roughing is no electricity no toilet digging yep. a hole yep. being okay. out in the bush yep yeah, his version absolutely is oh, that's that's my his, version. His grid. version of glamping is you. Oh, we've got a tent and an airbed. Oh, okay. Uh, that's glamping. Uh, <laughs> and, like, and electricity. electricity. Yeah, yeah, and electricity, which is what most no. campsites no. that we go to have been to have had. Well, not one of them though. That didn't have electricity. We have had electricity on the side. No, that's true. Yeah, so the kids did sort of typical stuff. They did um, like sports at school. Gemma um, is was very good at like type of the shop put type uh, stuff. So and Michaela, um, yeah, she just they they both played softball. Uh, went through the softball phases, uh, played softball for quite a while, um, and did all the the daddy stuff and the mummy stuff, taking them here, there, and everywhere to mm. these sporting events on weekends, etc. So yeah, yeah, it's good. So did you have like? It's probably, you know, the early teens or the tweens where a lot of people get into the crazy hobby schedule where you're like, there's no day off. Did you ever get to that point or were you mm. sort of more limited? You sort of went, look, there's only so many hobbies or so many clubs or so many events. Like, let's actually have some. Not really, no. Okay, so I guess my situation uh, with the kids, spring, uh, we were in Alice Springs for maybe... 12 months, something like that, if that. Can't remember the exact dates. Um, then we moved to Darwin, and then when we were in Darwin, Dana and myself separated. And then 
Dana moved back to Adelaide to be with family uh, and then we never got back together again mm. so um, finished off my contract up in Darwin at the time which was still I ended up staying there for three years after that and did trips back to Adelaide when mm. I could to see the kids so for me that was quite probably a traumatic time having kids so young yeah. um, but part of I guess what uh, and we had a um, semi-open relationship towards the end of the marriage um, so Dana knew I was interested in guys as mm. well in Darwin and I met someone quite special up there so uh, that kept me in Darwin for a little bit longer mm. as well um, but then eventually the you know couldn't be away from my kids um, and needed to you know rekindle uh, my relationship with the kids because they were quite young still at that point and yeah. phone calls and things like that just you know wasn't cutting it and the old trip back to Adelaide um, so yeah moved back to Adelaide Michaela oh. would have been eight and Gemma would have been around six mm. so probably just lucky enough that they were young enough at that point not to have a real clear memory of what was going on in that time They, I think they do remember but um, mm. you know it's not an overly clear memory of, of not having dad around I'm not not sure I guess you'd have to ask them that mm. so I was working full time Dana was um, working but not full time so she had majority care of the kids and then I had them every second weekend and school holidays mm. and things like that so just to I guess put it into perspective what the situation was uh, so yeah I didn't have the that whole experience of having to you know do all care the crazy. and do the drops yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff when yeah. I was here that was yeah. a so into a few sports but never sports that absorbed their lives yeah. Yeah. such you know like yeah. training two nights a week and mm. sports on every weekend type yeah. of thing. how's dinner coming along Alex? <laughs> I'm hungry it's cooking Right. So, did you have a, like, in terms of having a male partner, when was the conversations with the kids? Did you, did it just sort of happen intuitively or did you just let it sort of be implied or did you actually have to sit down and go, here's the time to have this conversation? Um, with the kids, um had to get through the parents first but so that was that was an interesting conversation because mm. um i think dad was very um open with it uh, accepting very easy going with it mm. um even made the comment that he thought you know may have been swaying a bit that way because i think parents have some sort of yeah. intuition anyway and uh, so not a big surprise um uh, Probably not a huge surprise, but she really likes the family concept. So mm. um, would I think mum was more disappointed in the fact that thinking when I came out to mum, I think in the back of her head was always that maybe Dana and myself could get back together, we could have this family unit, live happily ever after. Yeah. So when I told mum about you know being uh, gay um, and meeting when they came and visited me when I was up in Darwin I came out to them um, and you know, the mother and my kids yeah. also knew that I, I had a partner in Darwin um, and I guess it was probably rather than me outing myself to the kids it was probably more Dana talking that you know dad's maybe got 
a boyfriend and things like that. I'm mm. not exactly sure how that will roll because I was mm. never there. Um, but it wasn't until I was back in Adelaide and the kids would have been around that 10 and 8 age, so still yeah. quite young. My biggest concerns were how they would probably be treated at school uh, with bullying or getting harassed by having a same-sex dad. Yeah. Um, because it, it didn't worry me coming out to my kids and I, and I knew they would love me and it was absolutely fine. Yeah, it's I, the perception I, of others that's always... The... Mm, I think so, yeah. And, <clears throat> and it, that's out of my control. So absolutely out of my control if kids were, were to bully them. But I think my kids just have great great um, personalities in the fact that they uh, are very strong and independent and, and they stand up for themselves pretty well. Right. So mm. um, they really didn't get, to my knowledge, any of that bullying um, because we're talking, what are we talking, 20, oh, well, sorry, 10 years ago now. 2011. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't, yeah, 10, 11. So I guess it wasn't as accepted back then as it is now. I think we've come a long way in 10 years, especially mm. in schools and the acceptance of same-sex couples, um, even to the point now where, you know, I maybe Michaela or Gemma will introduce me and uh, my now husband, Andy, um, to people and it's almost, oh, cool. It almost, it's almost turned the other way. It's, yeah. not, it's almost, you have to have this acceptance. But Got a, there's a lot more diversity on the TV now rather than just the, you know, male, female yeah. characters. They've got kind of a spectrum of different people on mm. all the all the ads that you see on TV. Oh, for sure. And it's, you know, you look at gay clubs now, like they just... Oh, I uh, died. Not, not a thing. And yeah. It doesn't need to be a thing. Yeah. You know, like you, um, you know, not into the clubbing so much these days, obviously. But um, you know, uh, Michaela um, would say, you know, if there's two guys or two girls hooking up on a dance floor in any club in Adelaide, uh, wouldn't even blink yeah. an eyelid. Like it's just accepted. So yeah, yeah it's fantastic. Mm. What was the question? I don't know. How did you <laughs> no, you just... <laughs> <laughs> you're, just you're just like, I just want to talk. Yeah. Oh, no, no, how, to come to my, how to come out to my kids. Yeah. Um, so, and then I, yeah, when I moved back to Adelaide, uh, I was dating. Um, oh. So, uh, yeah, moved back to Adelaide for my kids. So it was a very slow progression. So um, with the kids, as long as there was a good relationship with maybe someone I was dating or seeing, when I say dating, I'd be seeing them for probably minimum three months before I would introduce yeah, them yeah. to my kids. Yeah. It's not like I would, you know, hook up with someone that weekend and then, you know, the kids yeah. would be there. That makes a very slow dating process, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I had them every second weekend, so I chose what I did on my yeah. weekends. Yeah. But I didn't have the yeah. kids and I didn't have the kids. Um, but yeah, they, they, were, they were good and they do... I think the kids would only be able to remember maybe uh, really one prior to my now husband. So, yeah, it, it wasn't like there was a revolving doors of you know, yeah. different guys. So, yeah, it was probably good that I showed them a little bit of stability in that space. So, did yeah. you find it rough dating with... Like, did you have to sort of come out as a dad sometimes to oh, when you were doing world. dating? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I never... You know, it was... If the subject of my kids or, or of what I was doing on the weekend or the next weekend or whatever, it was never a secret. Like yeah. it, it is what it is. I am who I am. You accept me for who I am. 
uh, you're definitely, um, you know, it's a deal breaker for yeah. sure for people. I, you know. So then you get married. How'd that go with the kid? Uh, well, that only happened a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's part of the cake legal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, beautiful. So, absolutely no issues at all. The main thing for my kids was that if they, they could see me genuinely happy. Mm. And Andy's great in the fact that he's, he's never tried to be a father figure, but he's always tried to instill respect and the right things in the kids that he wants so uh you know there's always he's he's put the right morals into the kids and like mm. and, and we're on the same page with that so that is fantastic and 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 both the kids were at the wedding so it was wow. lovely they were actually in in the um we didn't have an official bridal party as such but um when we got married um andy and myself were up there uh, we had our um mums up there at the time and the girls were there as well so mm. they were they were there for the, yeah, for the whole thing is there any embarrassing moments being a parent like well is there any ones that stand out that that might you know noteworthy are we talking about the kids being embarrassed or the parents <laughs> being embarrassed or is it both <laughs> <laughs> Probably so many, but no, I think that you are always embarrassed by your kids, and I think the kids are probably more embarrassed by me than what I am by them. Yeah, if that makes sense. So nothing I can sort of put to mind. It's just more just general banter. Yeah, yeah. I think it's general banter, stir <coughs> here and there, and it's like, oh, dad, you know. Yeah. Um, so like I was very I- kind at Michaela's twenty-first. People said I should have grilled her a lot. So. Uh, and with enough digital stuff, it's pretty easy to dig back into the embarrassing Absolutely. photos. Absolutely. I, so. I did have a lot of those, you know. I think there was a, yeah, there was a little video I posted on Michaela on Facebook, but it was from behind and she was walking up the driveway and putting her hand in the exhaust of the car type thing and it was all oh, black. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. She, was a, she was just a bum. She was, she was naked type thing. But, yeah. but uh, yeah, certainly no, that was about yeah. the extent of it. Mm-hmm. So, have you got any advice for us on parenting? I, I think you are, I guess, similar to me, and whether that is a good thing or a bad thing, but um, in your relaxed nature and your passion with nature, I suppose, to be able to take the kids and actually, you know, get them out of the house, and uh, which I think is just huge at the moment. Like, if you, I'm sort of guessing, if you guys were to have kids, you would be, you know, not in a house in front of screens you would be encouraging them to get out and about into nature and trying to do those types of yep. things mm-hmm. yep. which i think is absolutely huge because it well, would be just so easy uh, very easy to distract them with the screen if default you want to a screen mm. um to keep them happy and you know what you could probably keep a toddler that's barely walking happy with the screen but i think the more you can have experiences or make experiences with your kids um, the better the relationship's going to be because, you yeah. know, all my kids talk about, you know, they, they'll never talk about, 
that day they you know watched uh, the Wiggles on telly, mm. but they will talk about, oh my God, Dad, remember you know when they were two and we took them out on a camping trip to Kings Canyon and it was zero degrees and they remember that stuff. It's one of those things where it's also about building yeah. resilience as well, though. Yeah, like so these misadventures are, mm. are not bad all round because they teach kids a lot of stuff about well what did you do in terms of your problem solving and the side effects of a misadventure which yeah, for sure get out there and crunch yeah. those snails and see what it does <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very hard I, you know, I'm not an advice person I think you, you, you will learn Great. Um, so another one um, what are the three best decisions you ever made? I um, guess would be moving from it <laughs> Darwin. <laughs> yeah, I think the first one is actually making the decision to have kids, mm. like, because it's huge. Yep. Um, it probably wasn't so much a decision for me. It was just um, what, and and I grew up with a quite large group of friends and it was just what everyone was doing. Like everyone was getting engaged, everyone was getting married, and then it was going through the stage of having kids and we were all having kids at a, and getting married at a fairly young age, like from around that. Yeah. Um, just, do you feel like it was more of a decision with the second child versus the first child? Was the first child more so just following the motions? But I think the following, one... definitely following the motions, but I yeah. say following the motions, but it would, there was no, no peer group pressure as such. No, yeah, we wanted to do it. Um, definitely, I've always wanted to have kids because I mm. wanted to be a young, active dad. Yeah. Um, probably a decision I regret um, was probably spending too much time in the territory before coming back to Adelaide. Mm. After having a couple of years not being around the kids and being semi estranged to them, they knew who dad was. He was always on the phone to him, all that sort of stuff, but we never had a, a connection as much mm. like a proper parent, like the dad-daughter connection. Do you think that time, though, gave you an opportunity to sort of, like, figure your personal stuff out so that then you are more of a complete person to then become a parent again? Yeah, I, I say it's not a regret, I regret overall. Yeah. yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I... I look back on my life and I just sort of seem to think, you know, there's been a lot of things going on, um, but I don't regret any of them because there's been great learnings from them. And, and, you know, I think my kids are fantastic. They've turned out to be great kids and haven't really had any other major decisions. Do you think um, your kids are going to follow in the steps in terms of trying to have kids in their 20s or are they... Showing any interest or no interest? Um, so I could, and who knows, but I could see Gemma having kids before Michaela and Gemma is two and a half years younger. Yeah. Um, and that's today, at this current point in time. I'm, I'm not, I, I want to be a grandparent. Yeah. Um, is that an exciting prospect of... It's... Getting to see all the childbirth stuff again, but sort of at that slight distance. I am excited at the fact of almost having a child again, but not having the responsibility. Mm. I I would love to be, you know, say I'm turning 50 next year, I'm super fit, happy, healthy, um, feel I could do all the things I could do now as a grandparent, what I could do as a parent-parent. 
Mm. So um, I'd love to think that I will be fit in five years' time or whatever reason to be able to take uh, the kids camping and, and doing yeah. those sorts of things and being able to support my kids' kids. Um, and I'm, I'm excited. Mm. I think I'm excited, yes. But I don't want to be a grandparent. <laughs> that, I like, can I have a different day? I don't want the label. I don't know. I don't want to be a papa. I don't want to be a grandpa. I don't want to be. I don't know. I'll deal with that. <laughs> well, I'm, I think my my mum's uncle. He his name was. He got called Dad Dad. <laughs> dad Dad. Yeah, Dad Dad. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah. Anything else? What are you most thankful? What What are some things that you're thankful for? It's a very American question. Yeah. Let's do yeah. our Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think as you get older, uh, without getting too deep, it's just about um, health and happiness. You know, it's it's not about monetary things. It's not about absolutely not about you know um, materialistic things. Oh, not and have a you know a great friend base and family. Mm. I think that's that's yeah. That's what it means to me. So great. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Who's tying this up, Alex? Me or you? You can try and do a tie up. Let's see how we go. I hate doing this. Okay. Well, thanks, Troy, for the community. (laughs) (laughs) You're more than welcome. Thank you for uh, asking me. I hope I had some sort of content that might be worthy of your listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Our mothers. (laughs) Bye, (laughs) mothers.